Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pro Series. Today, I'm interviewing Grant Bates from London, England. He has his own TV show on Instagram TV called The London Property Tours, and that's actually how I found him. Everybody, please welcome Grant Bates. Hey, Grant, how are you? Hey, Eric, you all right? Can you hear me? What was that? Can you hear me all right? I can. Perfect. You've called me on a work from home day today, hence the hoodie. How's it going over there with the, are you guys getting back to normal? Yeah, slowly, slowly. It's still, um, it's still work from home in some capacity, but I've got my guys back in the office every day now, but I work from home on Wednesday just because I've got my kids. That's why I said to you about moving this because my wife was like, you've got to pick your boy up from um, my boy up from nursery. So, Yeah, and that was no problem at all. So I Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, um, of course. So how did the coronavirus affect your market over there in London? Um, do you know what? On the whole, it's actually been quite good. I think it depends who you speak to and what areas they work in, because I think London, arguably similar to New York in that way, maybe it's quite mercurial, like it completely changes from road to road, street to street, um, square to square. And I think London's one of those cities where the pounds per square foot, for example, and the buyer demographic can literally vary 200 meters away, like if you're on a different road or a different setting. It's quite unusual like that, but my uh, part of town where I work, it's primarily reliant on end users. So um, end users is basically people that are going to live in the home that they're buying. So with that in mind, they can place a lot of confidence in capital growth over time. Financial considerations are there and they're important, but the main reason is schooling, life choice, upsize, downsize. There's bigger things at play than just the financial element. So when we look at our KPIs, for example, across seven years, we're breaking records across a lot of our metrics, like not to be crass, but income being obviously one of them. Um, so it's exploded out of lockdown. I mean, who knows how long that's going to last? There's so much in front of us, uh, US elections, Brexit, various bits and pieces, but um, it's good on the whole. That's good. Yeah, around Pittsburgh area, people are saying there's a lot more buyers and there are homes available which is yes mm. well that's it yeah that's also a big metric like supply demand same as any commodity period homes in london are what people want like the old victorians or the old georgians and there's only so many of them um particularly the big family homes so supply demand tends to always be in our favor which is good mm -hmm. yeah, i guess it's a good problem now <laughs> yeah definitely um, so starting with, uh, so a lot of your properties, you have like an Instagram TV show called London property mm -hmm. tours. Um, how did that yeah. come about? Uh, so, uh, it was, um, you guys really, I mean, when I say you guys, I mean, us realtors, uh, there's a guy, uh, that I started following called Ed Hutchinson who has, um, has his own page Ed Hutch, but also, um, LA mansion tours. And I followed him for a while and like watched these incredible places he was showing. And I just thought like no one does that in London. No one does it. And um, 
obviously it was quite timely with COVID, particularly when we were in the situation we were in lockdown and people couldn't get out and see things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of spiraled from there. You know, it has to be the right type of property to show, obviously, and to feature on the page. And I think that element of exclusivity also helps when it comes to winning clients and winning listings, i.e., um, you know, I guess playing on their ego to some degree. I mean, I don't want to get too salesy with it, but if it's a if it's a nice enough property to feature, um, so yeah, it, it came from him really. I have to give him some credit for that. He does a great job over on his page, and um, that was my inspiration. I've just taken it, um, hopefully, to the next level. When you look back at some of the ones I started and how abysmal some of my presenting was to how it is now, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, that's where it came from and that was the inspiration behind it. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's almost like your own TV show, kind of showing off the mm. And I hope so. the houses I mean, you say in the beginning, they're designed by an interior designer. Is, is that mm. by an interior designer or just the owner hire an interior designer to design? It's, yeah, it's it's a mixture. Um, we, we do deal with staging in the UK, but it's probably less prominent than it is in the US. I know, obviously, from watching certain shows and speaking to U.S. realtors, that staging is really, really important in the U.S. And it is equally important in the U.K., but I just think it's something that clients are less, uh, not comfortable with, but less um, used to. Because when you think about staging, it's very difficult to justify it from a statistical point of view in terms of your outlay and your spend cutting into your margin in terms of your sale price. Because unless you can have two properties that you sell at the same time in the same market, one stage, one not to the same buyer, it's going to be pretty hard to quantify. Um, so I think it depends on the owner. But with my ones, a lot of them have just already been interior design. So I've done quite a few uh, of Daniel Hopwood's projects, who's a really famous uh, British interior designer. And then equally with the interior design in terms of the individual pieces and the individual finishing of bathrooms, kitchens, or whatever it might be, um, we obviously tend to shout those because I think it also adds, it adds an element of prestige to the listing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, not to be uh, crass, it gives the buyer confidence in the level of the finish. Because I think when you uh, highlight specific interior designers or specific finishes, um, potential buyers are aware of the likely price point of that product or the likely price point of that interior designer. And therefore that makes it easier for them to justify the sale price of the house. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. And your home, they look like model homes. They're like perfect to show mm. the, the buyer what it would look like if they lived there, which is nice. And that gives them another reason why to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of the ones I feature. Are, I, I think you're probably familiar with the term over there. They're like turnkey. They're, you know, they're ready to go. And I think people attach a lot of importance to that when you have clients which are, um, relatively comfortable you know cash rich time poor i think it's quite nice for them to be able to know from a convenience point of view that they can pick up the keys and walk straight into this home and a lot of people want to buy the house they see on the viewing mm-hmm. you know they don't necessarily want to go and see something on the viewing and then go back on completion and it's it's stripped back to the, to you know not to bare brick but you know there's no interiors in it it's a different different proposition different house entirely sometimes when you pick up the keys so I think that's a nice point about it as well. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are there a lot of people trying to flip homes and trying to buy to renovate and get a profit off of it? Yeah, we we do get that. I mean, 
so when I was growing up, and they still are around, there was lots of TV shows on that. I know you have that in the States, like Flipping, right? You call it yeah. Flipping. We, we call it Flipping as well, but also Turning, like Turning the Property, same thing. Um, but again, because so much of our demographic are those end users, when we're trying to deliver the best price for the client, people that are trying to flip or turn and want the prop- profit margin aren't necessarily going to deliver the best price for the client because even your smaller time flippers, developers um, are looking for 10, 15% in terms of profit. And then your bigger companies are looking for 20, 25%. And because we don't, A, we don't really have those clients when it, which are going to let it go for, for margin. And secondly, we have enough end users to place value in just buying a product that they know they can renovate. So they attach importance to buying a blank canvas and designing it their way uh, as opposed to making money from it. Um, but yeah, of course, you know, they do exist and it's something that I think every person sets out wanting to do. You know, they want to buy a property, whether they're going to sell it on, they always want to try and set out and buy a property they can put their own stamp on and make immediate gain on in terms of value. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, flipping, house flipping shows is huge in the United States mm. and a lot of people are doing that just because there's so much properties that are run down but these areas are growing up again and people mm. flip to get a younger clientele in yeah we definitely have that we definitely have that it's just i think london's so saturated you know again like new york there's such a lack of space and a lack of property that again the demand tends to outweigh the supply and all that's happened with london is the pounds per square foot and the value just keeps filtering out um, but I think we're about, in my view anyway, we're pretty much at the end of that. Like there's not really an area in London anymore, not many anyway, where you can get that value unless you found a specific client that for whatever reason just wanted to trade out and just get it done to a cash buyer and close in a few days and they were willing to give a discount for that. But that's such a, a small part of the market. Um, but yeah, there are plenty of those shows and plenty of people that have aspirations to do the same from those shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can make a lot of money off of that. Yeah, for sure. If you're, if, I think it comes with a bit of luck. It's not just skill, but yeah, no, for sure. There's a, there's value in that. Oh, definitely. So when I started this pro series, I started local mm. Pittsburgh area with just real estate agents, kind of started to branch out across the United States and started reaching out to some people in other countries to kind of get a grasp on how their market is and how people and educate homeowners on how to invest in their home in Mm. uh, remodeling the correct way. So they Mm. come out raising the home value. Do you have any advice on people in your area on what to invest in, in their home to get the ultimate bang for their buck? Mm. It's probably quite similar to to where you guys are. Uh, Kitchens, bathrooms, you know, they're the main hubs of the home where you you tend to see the most value. You know, certainly whenever I'm uh, pre-appraising and doing my due diligence before I go and meet someone, the first question I ask is, you know, how recently did you do bathrooms and kitchens? Because that's a a big part and they're big renovations. So when they're done, there's a lot of convenience for anyone coming in and, and, and buying those houses. Um, already done the big bit of advice I would give though is um, you know trophy homes is what we call them like the turnkey properties trophy homes is they're great you know they're great to have on our roster and our on our list and to sell and you know uh, you know shout about as loud as we can that we sold them but 
when they're too personalized, um, you know, too bolshy in terms of, I don't know, choice of wallpaper or whatever it might be, um, it can limit, not to talk about people's homes like products, but it can limit the amount of buyers you have for them. Um, so that I guess the only advice I would say is keep it tasteful. Obviously, that's down to interpretation, but keep it tasteful and neutral. Um, which is why I think it's so key if you're going to renovate. I mean, my wife's in the same field as you. She's an interior designer. And I think if you're going to renovate, in my view, it is worth spending the money to have a professional eye on it, no matter how good you might think you are at it. Uh, I think it is money well spent um, just to ensure, and arguably taking the advice of a realtor alongside that, because I know some, some interior designers can be quite flamboyant in terms of yeah. how they... Uh, design things um, so I take the advice of professionals in both instances and, and just make sure that um, it's yes it's to your tastes but it's also relatively neutral unless you know the only caveat is if you just want to do something for you and you're going to be there 20 years then it's irrelevant you know do it for you and and worry about it later because the reality is whatever you've standard you've done it to in 20 years time it's going to be renovated anyway so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and that's another reason why I started this because a lot of people, a lot of interior designers kind of do it for the customer, not really thinking about or even asking the customer, when are you going to sell the home or if mm. you're going to sell the home? Because that's a huge effect on how they design the space because is it mm. completely customized to the customer or kind of partial customized and ready to sell for someone in five years or so? Yeah, I think that's key and I, I agree i don't think enough interior designers ask that question they i think they get obsessed with their own vision mm-hmm. um and they perhaps don't involve the customer as much i think that you've hit the nail on the head there i think the key question is when are you looking to sell and you know what yeah what's your plan moving forward with this with this property so yeah i, I agree completely yeah do you see any mistakes that people do when they're putting their homes on the market in your area? Like in our area, there's a lot of people that just kind of put band-aids over stuff, um, kind of just to make it look nice or have that mm. listing um, on the internet to make it sound better so someone can yeah. see it. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are so many. Um, I mean, I guess number one is when you're staging for photos, uh, and I don't think I have this problem, but I see other realtors, estate agents have the problem is, um, you know, de- declutter as much as possible for sure. And when it comes to actual renovations, I agree with you. Don't put a bandaid on it. You know, don't, um, if you've got a, uh, a leak, number one is a leak, like three ceilings. You see that so many times, like an old water stain. Don't just paint the stain because you've then just got brand new paint in one section of your ceiling. Like if you're going to do the work, you're better off, in my opinion, spending a little bit more to fully paint uh, and to fully renovate where the issues are. If you're not going to do that, um, even though I think that is what you need to do, if you're not going to do that, then um, make sure that you've costed the work prior to going to market so we can be completely upfront with buyers as to what the issues are and what they need to account for when they're uh, proceeding and making an offer. But I think it all comes back to staging. If you're selling a house, that's um requiring renovation anyway then obviously you don't need to do anything but if your aim is to sell a turnkey property and get the premium that those properties deserve 
then you need to make sure absolutely everything is immaculate. So it's, it's money well spent, I think, to make sure that you're correcting things properly um, and spending that little bit more time, money, attention on making sure it's, it's market ready. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Um, yeah, I want to make sure everybody goes and follows you on Instagram at Grant J. Thank you. And yeah, yeah. his London tour properties or property tours on his Instagram. They're like MTV cribbed type of episodes where he like goes over the coolness of all his properties. So go ahead and follow him. Go follow me on Twitter and YouTube now and subscribe. And we, this will be up soon. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.